we avoid at least 10 conflicts a day, which means 70 conflicts a week. And if we talk about the whole year, we're talking 3,650 conflicts that you can avoid. How do I know? Because I've tracked myself. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach. I am devoted to helping multicultural individuals and couples on the path of transformation transform their lives and relationships through conscious communication. Thank you so much for being here with me today, looking at how you can communicate consciously with clarity, confidence, and compassion so that your words and actions can benefit all the members of our beautiful human family. Today, I want to talk about an important way in which you can avoid conflicts with your communication. If you are someone who identifies as conflict-averse or allergic to conflict, two phrases that many of my students and clients use, then this episode is going to be so useful for you. If you've been following me for some time, you may have heard me say before that conflicts can be a beautiful opportunity to deepen the bond of connection with someone. Yes, that is completely true. And that doesn't mean conflicts are necessarily enjoyable. Personally, while I have learned to experience conflict as an opportunity to connect and don't run away from conflict nearly as much as I used to when I was younger, that doesn't mean that I rejoice when there's a conflict, that I say, yay, conflict, fantastic, let's have a blast. Uh, no. Now, as I just mentioned, this is not the first time I devote a podcast episode to conflicts. In fact, if you want to hear more about conflicts, you can go to episodes 26 and 67. I will add the links in the show notes so you can check those out. Now, I think you'd agree with me that when possible, it is good practice to avoid having a pleasant conversation or a neutral interaction turn into a conflict. Maybe you're nodding your head right now. I'm going to teach you how in this episode. I'd like to start by saying that most conflicts happen because of a misunderstanding. Yes, in fact, according to linguists, 85% of conflicts occur because of a misunderstanding. At the root of most conflicts, there's something someone said that you didn't understand or that you understood differently from what they intended, or there's something you said that the other person didn't quite get, or they didn't get it in a way you meant it. And many of us, when we're in conflict, if we do address it, we try to get into a right-wrong dynamic meaning that we either want to show the other person we are good and right and prove that they are bad and wrong, or we try to cover up that 
we may have been wrong and minimize that the other person is right. And when that happens, we get into a power struggle that creates disconnection between us. And frankly, it derails us from the possibility of resolving the conflict. In my work with individuals and couples, when they have a conflict, many times they find that they were both, quote unquote, right. And many times they also find that they both communicated unclearly and skillfully. And that lack of clarity and skill created a misunderstanding that led to the conflict. And because when we are in the thick of the conflict, sometimes we can't really see the roots of it, the misunderstandings. And that's when it's so useful to have a third person, someone neutral, who can hold space for both people, ground the interaction and connection, and direct it towards resolution. I actually love, love, love this part of my job as a transformative coach. When people resolve a conflict, they become soft and tender. You can actually see their beauty on their face radiating through and all that tension and disconnecting energy between them evaporates, giving way to people making eye contact and actually being able to see each other with warmth, with compassion, with love. Sometimes tears show up. Sometimes there are hugs, physical expressions of appreciation. The tone of voice becomes sweet and comforting. And oh, it's one of my favorite things to support people and get them to this space. You can probably hear it in my voice how much I enjoy it. But now let's go back to misunderstandings. Misunderstandings can happen for many reasons. Today, we're going to look at four of them. Sometimes, and this is perhaps the most common way misunderstandings happen, we simply don't communicate clearly. And here is where that well-known phrase, the greatest problem in communication is the belief that communication happened, is very fitting. Say, for example, that your partner said they'll be back soon. So you make dinner and you wait and wait. Your partner isn't here. Dinner gets cold. You get mad. And when your partner comes back home, you give them the cold shoulder or you explode. All because of a misunderstanding created by unclear communication. When your partner said they'll be back soon, maybe they meant before the end of the day. But maybe for you, the word soon means within an hour. So right there, the misunderstanding lies in one simple word. Misunderstandings also happen when someone says something that was not meant to hurt you in any way, but the way you heard it does evoke hurt in you because of what the other person said or did or didn't say or didn't do didn't meet your unspoken expectations. 
For example, you did your best and you gave your all at a project at work. And when you submitted your work to your manager, your manager just replied with a, cool, you met the deadline. And you think that means your manager is not satisfied with your work or you get angry for the lack of acknowledgement and then you feel hurt because you really wanted to be seen and appreciated for all your efforts, but all you got was a generic response that didn't communicate what you were expecting. And since you didn't mention your expectation out loud, your manager didn't understand what you wanted from her. And on the other side, you didn't understand what her response meant. And that misunderstanding can lead you into a conflict between you and your manager. Another way in which misunderstandings happen has to do with not mentioning who's going to take action or how the action will be taken. For instance, you and a friend agree to catch up on a particular day and at a particular time. But when the day and time come, your friend doesn't call you. You wait for a while, you check your phone several times, and when it doesn't ring, you feel frustrated. But perhaps your friend is waiting for you to send them a Zoom link because the last time you cut up, it was through a video call. So see, the misunderstanding started because neither of you volunteered who was going to initiate the call or how this call was going to happen. And you both waste precious minutes waiting for the other and heading towards conflict land. A fourth way misunderstandings happen has to do with assuming ill intention, usually from another person. There's a lot of research about how we tend to assign good intentions to ourselves and ill intentions to the other. For example, you and your sibling go out for lunch, and when the bill comes, your sibling says they need to go to the restroom. So you pay the bill. And as your sibling is taking care of their body, you are seething with judgment about how stingy your sibling is. Or you are having a story that you're always the one who has to take care of things between you. And voila, the conflict begins. The misunderstanding there is that you assumed your sibling's intention was a bad one. In this case, to have you pay for the bill and for them to get a free lunch. So what's the remedy here? The remedy when you realize you are heading into conflict is to, number one, find the misunderstanding. And number two, communicate clearly and directly. Perhaps after hearing all these examples, you recognize that you frequently have some of these experiences with others. And if that's so, it's time to find where the misunderstandings are and to learn to be clear and direct in your communication. Just like in these examples I gave you, the misunderstandings are easily dissolved by using clear and specific language. For instance, when we were talking about your partner saying that they are going to come back soon, 
you can ask a question. Is soon within an hour or before 10 p.m.? So I know to eat dinner around 7 when I get hungry or to wait for you. Simple, right? Or in the example about catching up with a friend, after you agree to catch up, you can either ask, do you want to call me? Or you can directly say, I'll call your cell phone. Or in the example of having lunch with your sibling, you can wait until your sibling comes back from the restroom and then you can request to split the bill. Or you can suggest that your sibling picks up the tab this time. And how about in the situation with the manager? Well, you can let your manager in about your expectations and how important it is for you to be seen and appreciated because that keeps you engaged with your team or your work. See, it's simple. Just use specific and direct language. And to quote one of my dear spiritual teachers, Jennifer Wellwood, simple doesn't mean easy. And that's why we run into so many misunderstandings. Yes, because while it's simple to use clear, specific, and direct language or share our expectations in advance, communicating clearly can be uncomfortable. It may feel scary, vulnerable. It may be completely unfamiliar to you. And if that is the case, I'd love for you to know that you are not alone. Hundreds of my clients and students used to struggle with clear and direct communication. And like them, you can learn. You don't have to do this alone. You can reach out for support. I don't have the exact math on this, but I'm going to try. You know, language is my forte. Math is not. But when we want to learn to communicate with clarity and directness, I'd say we avoid at least 10 conflicts a day, which means 70 conflicts a week. And if we talk about the whole year, we're talking 3,650 conflicts that you can avoid. How do I know? Because I've tracked myself when I learned to communicate with greater clarity and directness. I kept a communication journal, something I ask all my clients to keep. And when we keep a communication journal, that's when we see how much we're growing. If you would like me to support you and teach you how to communicate directly and clearly, at this moment, I am accepting transformative communication coaching clients. You can have a consultation with me by going to languagealchemy.com forward slash new client. And now let's recap what you've learned in this episode. In this episode, we talked about how to avoid conflicts by becoming aware of misunderstandings. I mentioned that the root of most conflicts is misunderstandings. And I gave you four reasons misunderstandings happen. And those are, number one, we use unclear and vague language. Number two, we have expectations that we do not communicate. Number three, we agree to do something with someone, but we don't talk about who or how that action will be done. And number four, we make assumptions, judgments, and assign ill intention to others. 
So if you would like to avoid at least 10 conflicts a day, speak clearly and directly. And if you become aware that you're heading towards a conflict and you don't want to go there, stop and find the misunderstanding. And once again, if you'd like my support to communicate clearly and directly and save yourself from thousands of conflicts a year, then reach out to me and book a consultation at languagealchemy.com forward slash new client. Remember that you can learn to communicate with clarity and directness. I learned, my clients learned, and you can too. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, I'm going to interview a powerful young woman who has a disability, and you are going to learn a lot from her. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. Original music by Gary Lapo. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com.